just a quick note before we begin. If you would like to see the video version of this podcast, head over to Pornhub.com and search for Wicked Fellow. You'll find our page there that has this video, as well as the content that we actually produce. Or you can look in the description of the podcast for a link. And now, welcome to the show. Good morning, and welcome to Wicked Wednesdays. This is a project that I've been thinking about for quite some time. Starting a video blog slash podcast talking about the world that we live in as far as making amateur porn, how we got into it, what the day-to-day life is like, questions that I get all the time in our comment section and through direct messages. I'm going to be reading a lot of your comments, which I've always thought would be fun and interesting to see how people interact with us as producers, Um, answer some of your questions, maybe have some of the, uh, the models in here and have them talk to you guys. Um, but yeah, I think this will be a fun experiment in social interaction. I know that we're all locked inside with the whole coronavirus thing. So I'm probably not the only producer that's thinking about some new content. I know that Pornhub overall had a 40% increase in verified model uploads. I'm not sure how that breaks out to brand new models, people that have been laid off or that are really desperate for cash. I wish you all the best. Starting a new channel is not easy. It takes a lot of time. Um, We'll get into how we started our channel and what our success was in the beginning. But at the very beginning, it took a long time before we saw any returns on it. So I hope you guys have more luck. You guys that are new to the porn industry, that are new to Pornhub, that are new to uploading your own content. Maybe you guys can find this and I can give you some pointers that'll help out. So... We're going to start off with our mailbag, and this is the reason that I I finally got the impetus to do this, because we got a comment yesterday on one of our videos, and it's a good question. It's a question we get all the time, and it's one that, because of the type of porn that we're making, uh, we make very rough porn, very CNC-based porn, which is consensual non-consent. We'll talk about that. Um... A lot of our fans have questions, and we understand that. And those questions can't always be answered in a short, you know, I think we get 50-word reply on a Pornhub video. So, I wanted to talk about this more in depth. Elfay23 writes, I went through the Pornhub sign-up just to comment and ask what a dom or sub could do in order to prepare for something like this. I've been wanting my boyfriend to handle me like this for quite a while, but fear of pain slash damage has been holding me back, especially since he's a bit of an amateur. I love him, though. Any help? Yes, we do have help for that. So, when you watch one of our videos and you see some really rough sex, whether that's, you know, just me handling the model roughly shaking her around, slapping her, choking her, or whether it's our more intense videos where we kind of specialize in painful anal videos. That's what we do. Um, what you're seeing is real. There's the key. 
the models that I work with don't act. They're not, I'm not telling them, Hey, act like this hurts. I'm giving them stimulus that hurts. So all they have to do is react naturally. Now, why would someone want to have sex that hurts? We can talk about how the power exchange dynamic in BDSM works. A lot of what we do is based in the BDSM world and in dominant submissive relationships. Um, when it comes right down to it, you don't get to pick out your kinks. You don't get to decide one day, oh, I'm going to be into leather or I'm going to be into latex. You see something and it turns you on or you have fantasies and that turns you on. And as far as I can tell, that stuff is hardwired in. I've never met somebody that decided, oh, I'm going to be into feet, which a lot of people are, and that's cool. Or, you know what? I like boobs more than I like asses. You, you just have these things. You have these kinks inside of you, these desires inside of you. For some people, a lot of women that I know, they're into rough sex, and that's fine. There's literally nothing wrong with that. Nobody wants to be abused in real life. Nobody wants something to happen to them that they don't want to happen to them. They don't want to get, you know, dragged out of their car and assaulted that nobody wants that in real life. Nobody. And we don't encourage that. We don't in any way think that that's cool. The kind of stuff that we make is fantasy based. And in those fantasies, some people fantasize about being taken against their will. Fantasy. How do they play out those fantasies safely? You find somebody that you trust that if you actually want them to stop, they will stop. And there's the key. In the real world, people aren't going to stop. It's dangerous. It's bad. It's a terrible, terrible thing. In fantasy rough sex, you can trust your partner to stop when they say stop. Now, you've heard about safe words. That's a big part of this. Sometimes you'll hear the model say, no, stop, I can't, it hurts, all that stuff. Yeah, that's all true. That's the feelings they're feeling. They're encouraged and allowed to express those things because that's part of that fantasy. But if they actually want it to stop, they have a safe word. Um, by the way, I recommend using your real name as a safe word. That's something you're not going to forget. And it's usually not something that comes up in normal sexual activity. There's all kinds of other words. I'm not saying you have to use your name. That's what I encourage. I think that's a very good safe word. I know that when I hear one of my models say their name, everything stops. When things stop, that doesn't mean that, oh my goodness, the scene is over. Everything's ruined. It could just be that there's something going on with the model that I'm unaware of maybe one of their restraints is actually cutting them or hurting them, or maybe one of their limbs has fallen asleep. Maybe they are being pushed too hard. It doesn't matter. Everything stops and we make an assessment. We, we stop the scene. We say, Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? What do you need? And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as, Oh, well, you know, my right ankle is cutting into the bench. Can you fix that? And we fix it and we start again. Or it may be, hey, this is too much, you know, I'm, I can't do this today, we need to stop. And in that case, it stops. And that's where the fantasy element of this is. What we do is real in that I'm giving them real stimulation. 
It's not real in that nobody's in danger. It stops when the model wants it to stop. And as the, the dominant partner in the scene, it's my responsibility to be very watchful of what's going on with the sub in the scene because they may not always realize that it's gone too far or that they're in danger or that things are pushing too far. I'm more likely to stop before the subs are. It's very rare that one of my models actually uses their safe word. It's more that I see that there's a negative situation or I see that they're getting too much or I see that things are going too far and I will pull back. That's the responsibility of a dom. So to get back to Elfay's question, you know, she wants to have this kind of sex. This is a fantasy for her. That's great. That's fine. She's worried about pain or damage. Okay, so this is where you have to be careful. And everybody is different. When you see one of our hard anal videos, especially the painal videos that we make, none of my models are new to anal sex. Like... This is something that we do recreationally, that we enjoy, that can feel very good for them under the right circumstances. You know, anal sex can be amazing. It's something that you need to practice and work up to. You know, the first few times you try anal stuff, you know, very light play, use a small toy or use a finger lots of lube, be very patient, be very careful. Because yeah, there is a risk of damaging those tissues. Those tissues are, I don't want to say they're delicate. People are remarkably resilient. Um, you're more in danger from cutting with fingernails or, you know, not being careful with a toy, a big toy, and maybe stretching too far to the point where you actually get a tear. But you really have to you have to work pretty hard to get tearing because the human body is very resilient. Like it doesn't just, it's not tissue paper. It's tough stuff. That said, it can be very painful. You know, if you're not ready for it, if you're not, um, warmed up, just like stretching, you know, you don't go out and do the splits on your first try. You will tear something. Same is true for anal. If you, go really hard with a really big toy, sure, there's a chance of tearing. More likely, there's the chance of just a lot of pain. It just hurts really bad. So you start gently and you start with small toys and small insertions. You get comfortable. You learn how to relax your body. You learn how to accommodate more. And so, yeah, the first time, maybe maybe a small toy for a short while and then you build up and you stretch and you get more used to it and you become more accustomed to it. And then eventually, you know, you can go on to full on anal sex. Uh, Dan Savage, who's a sex educator and commentator that I have a lot of respect for. I listen to a lot. He's got great info and guides on beginning uh, anal play. I suggest you check him out. I might do something more involved directly relating to that. But to answer this question, you know, how do we go to this kind of sex, this kind of thing that she wants to do without pain and damage? I can't promise it without pain because the kind of sex she's describing is genuinely painful. That's what the model wants. They are into that, that feeling of being controlled and 
exhilarating feeling that they get, that's part of the scene for them. So part of that is pain. You can have rough sex that doesn't necessarily involve pain. Your partner can handle you roughly. Your partner can, you know, push you around, throw you down, hold you down, force you into positions that you may not normally be in. They can do that without necessarily causing you pain. Like that's, that's kind of a whole different section of rough sex than we do. And we do do some of that. If it's just a matter of feeling, you know, like the sex is really intense and maybe a little violent, you can do that without pain. Your partner needs to be very aware and careful with you. You know, there's a difference between pushing someone down and hitting their head against something. You have to be careful when you're being rough and physical with another person. The person initiating the the sex, the person that's initiating the rough play needs to be very careful of how they handle the person receiving the rough play. And there has to be a trust relationship and there has to be a level of control there. But you can have rough sex without the pain. The video that she's talking about is specifically a pretty painful video and there's not a lot of rough play. I'm manipulating the model's head a little bit. Guys, be careful about that. Don't pull up too hard, either by the hair or by the neck. You can damage somebody's neck. So be aware of how much force you're putting on someone's head when you're doing that. I'm, I'm moving her head around. I'm holding her down a bit, but I'm not doing a lot of rough sex. So what she's seeing in that scene is the model experiencing pain from anal sex. And the model is into that. The model really enjoys that. That's something she seeks out. That's why she came to work with me. So my advice to her would be, you know, go slow at first. If you want to have the kind of, you know, anal sex that we do, the kind of painful anal sex that we do, start slow to where you can get to comfortable anal sex. So that's the second part of what I wanted to say in our, my commentary on this is people will frequently comment on our videos. Oh, I've seen her have anal sex before. It can't hurt anymore. Bruh you don't understand. You don't get it at all because it absolutely can. All of my models have had lots of anal sex with me. We've had gentle, fun, relaxed, easy anal sex that feels good to them. However, if I want it to hurt, it's very easy to make it hurt. You go too deep. You go too hard. You go too fast. You put them in positions that are uncomfortable you, you know, you don't give them time to really warm up at the beginning. All those things can make what is normally very comfortable and pleasurable, very painful, just like vaginal sex can be very painful. If you just go hard and fast right away without giving them, you know, your partner time to warm up, vaginal sex can be very painful no matter how many times a woman has had sex. So this crazy notion that, oh, this model has done anal before. Therefore, she cannot be in real pain. She's faking it is ridiculous. And it's harmful because I think it gives guys the idea that if a woman has had anal sex before, they don't need to be careful, which is bullshit. They do need to be careful because you can really hurt your partner. So causing a partner pain that has consented to it and is on board with it is cool. That's fine. Causing a partner pain when they have not consented to it and it's not what they want is really bad and should never, ever be done. That's, 
you know, an accident at best and assault at worst. So be careful with your partners and get rid of this crazy notion that because a partner has had anal before, oh, they're tough. They can, they can take it. It doesn't hurt anymore. That is just dumb. It's just dumb. And if you're curious about that, I suggest you shove something large up your ass and see what it feels like. And then a week later, do it again because you've already had it done once. So you're fine. You're good. And if you don't think that sounds like fun, then perhaps understand that what the models you're seeing are doing, it's certainly real. It's real. Oh, what about porn stars? I see them taking giant stuff all the time. Yes. Just like you see professional gymnasts stretching their bodies into shapes that you could never do. The people you see doing pro porn who are doing huge insertions and, you know, kinky Joe who has women shoving their entire arm up inside of her. Yeah. She didn't do that on the first day. She didn't do that in the first week. She didn't do that in the first month. That kind of thing. Sure. Anybody can do it just like anybody can do the splits. If you work hard enough at it and you stretch every day and you practice it and you keep practicing it because just like a gymnast, if you can do the splits when you're 16 and then you don't do any gymnastics for 20 years, if you try to do the splits, you will hurt yourself. The same is true for sex stuff. So these models that you see taking really big toys or doing really big insertions, they have worked up to that. And so it is comfortable for them and it is fairly easy for them. But at the beginning, they had to start small and then they got big. The same is true with porn stars that are doing a lot of anal scenes. Even then, they still, you know, I guarantee you what you're not seeing before that scene. Well, first of all, have you ever noticed that in porn, anal is always super squeaky clean? Well, guess what, guys? That's because those models are doing a lot of, you know, douching and cleaning ahead of the scene. So they're already starting their day by, you know, cleaning themselves out, making sure that everything's going to be perfect, stretching, getting warmed up probably using some small toys to medium toys to big toys before they go in and have a big scene in a studio where, you know, guys with enormous cocks are going to be fucking them. They're going to get ready ahead of time, just like a pro athlete would for a big sports night. These pro stars are getting themselves ready. The same thing with cam girls that do big insertions. It's what they do and they are accommodated to it. They've stretched for it. They've gotten ready for it. You know, guys lift weights at the gym. It's the same thing. You don't go in and pick up 500 pounds on your deadlift on your first day, just like that guy over there does it. He worked up to it. He worked his body. He made his body stronger. He made his body capable of lifting that weight. The same is true. The human body is an amazing thing, but get rid of these notions that you have that, I don't know. I don't know where they come from. I really don't. I don't know why people think that oh, this person's had sex before, therefore it can never hurt again. Or this person's had anal, therefore it can never hurt again. That's, that's all nonsense. It really is. Be careful with your partners. Quit, you know, ragging on porn stars that are doing the best they can to provide entertainment. Um, what we do is we kind of specialize in the real deal. We try to make it as real as possible with cameras running which is not easy. Let me, we'll get into that some other day. So my advice to LFA 23, experiment with her partner. 
talk to her partner, communicate with her partner, maybe sit down and watch a video with her partner of the kind of thing she's interested in. But be open in that communication and make her concerns clear, you know, say to her partner, you know, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want this to hurt too much. I don't want to get damaged, but I'm into this kind of sex. So maybe we can play a little bit more roughly next time. You know, I would enjoy that. Maybe we can try a little bit of anal stuff and be careful at first so that we can work up someday to doing the intense anal stuff. That was my advice to her. So there were two comments that I really wanted to address this week, kind of our main comments, and then I'll read a bunch of miscellaneous fun stuff. Um, we talked about the main comment about um, how to start out talking to your partner. And this comment's very interesting. And I think of all the comments we got this week, this is the one that really pushed me over the edge to start this video cast. Big D 201 writes, first of all, interacting with porn people feels surreal. I think of you as sexual objects on a screen, not as actual humans. I assure you that we are real people. He goes on to say, secondly, if panel is your kink, that's fine. However, Lube is safer and comfier, and the lack thereof took this scene from a very good butt-fucking to something a little excessive for most people's tastes. That's my input on this, to be honest. Alright. So, yeah, we're people. I get that there's a big fantasy element, you know, involved in watching porn. Porn is about wish fulfillment. It's about vicarious enjoyment. You know, some people are watching porn because they have a great sex life, but they get to see things on the screen that they may never do in real life or that they want to do or that they're curious about or that their partner's not into, etc. And porn fills that niche for them. Some people don't have any sexual outlet and porn, you know, gives them that sexual encouragement and that outlet that they need awesome people watch porn for as many reasons as there are people it's difficult for us because yeah we make a certain kind of porn it's what we specialize in we do make sensual stuff if you look in our catalog you'll see some we don't make that much because it doesn't get views um if you look at ruby's two first videos those are from the same scene the same shoot the same angle, the same people. But what's different is one is a more sensual sex scene. Even though it's a rough sex scene, it's more sensual. And the other is a hard anal scene in which she's clearly in distress and having a hard time with it. So those two videos, if you look at them side by side, they should do about the same, right? No. One of them has 1.3 million views, and one of them has like 40,000. And there are a lot of reasons for that. I can't get into them too profoundly because I only get so many numbers from Pornhub. They have very granular data, but they don't share all of that with the content producers. But here's what I can suss out from experiments that we've done and from doing this for three years. 
when we put up a video, you know, obviously there's the title and I know that my titles aren't always very elegant because they can't be, you know, I can't have titles like meditation on pain and sex because the titles have to have those keywords. So often the titles can read kind of like tag soup where it's hard, anal, screaming, you know, whatever. I have to work those words into the titles. I have to, it's marketing. But also what you don't necessarily see unless you click on it is the tag cloud. And each video has a big tag cloud attached to it. So people that are searching for the video can find it, what they're looking for. You know, someone's into rough sex with choking and hair pulling. Well, the tag cloud will have that. It'll say rough sex, choking, hair pulling. Any possible thing I can do to make our videos stand out to the people searching for them, I do. All that's in the tag cloud. So the difference between those two Ruby videos is, you know, one says painful anal, rough anal, screaming, crying anal. And the other one says rough sex, you know, screaming sex, crying sex, etc. And it's very clear through, you know, our limited market research when we put up two videos that are almost identical. They are shot from the same camera angle. They're part of the same scene. But one of them has a rough anal scene and one of them just has rough sex. The rough anal scene gets m literally a million more views than the sensual scene or the, the rough sex scene. So that kind of made it clear from us early on what our niche was. You know, I'm not porn star attractive. I don't have a great body. I don't have all the things that would make me a successful mainstream porn star. I know that. Um, if people want to watch super beautiful people having sex in a well-lit room with really nice cameras and great lighting, there's tons of porn for that. The professional studios put that stuff out every day and they have models that look amazing and everybody is perfectly groomed and, you know, everything looks great. That's a particular kind of porn and it works for a lot of people. It's not what I do. The stuff that I do is very, you know, intimate. It's very personal. It's very interaction based. It's much more about the real relationship between the two models on screen and its own niche in that we do really rough play. We do realistic, genuine rough play and we try to get it on camera. And there is not as much of that. There's plenty of rough sex. The studios put that stuff out too. But I think you can see the difference in what we do in that it's more real because we do strive for, you know, accuracy and honesty in our production. And there is a genuine dominant submissive relationship in our videos because there's a genuine dominant submissive relationship in real life. So, you know, this commenter, he's hitting on a couple things. One is that, you know, yeah, you can watch porn as being fantasy and you can watch it as, you know, not real. A lot of it is not real. A lot of the stuff that we're doing in porn, we don't do in real life necessarily, especially position wise. But don't forget that we're real people. Like you're seeing real people on the screen that have real lives and bills and we go to the grocery store and we go to the bank and we do all the things that normal people do because that's what we are. 
So try not to forget the human in all this, especially when you're leaving comments like, this is not some giant porn studio where nobody's reading the comment section. I read every comment. My models read the comments. You know, we try to keep things positive. I erase really negative stuff for a number of reasons, but one, because I found that negativity breeds more negativity. Um, a lot of people that like to do harassment online are bullies. Bullies are cowards. And if they go to a comment section and they see it's mostly positive, they tend to be quiet. If they see a bunch of negative commentary, they feel the license to add on to that and pile on and be like, oh, well, I'll add my two cents too. That guy's ugly. She's fat. You know, what are you guys doing? You know, we don't need that. Nobody needs that. And we don't need it in our comments. So we do have a pretty strict policy where if you leave comments, they're like, hey, you know, the lighting in the scene is really dark and I can't see anything. That will stay because that is positive in its own way. That tells us that we need to work on our lighting. But if you're no... Oh, he's fat and ugly and he shouldn't be doing porn. I'm going to get rid of that comment. I know I'm fat and ugly and shouldn't be doing porn, but this is what I'm doing. And it works for some people. So deal with it. His, you know, the thing about, you know, if you use lube, it's safer and comfier and it wouldn't hurt and all that. Well, yeah, I know. Um, that's not what this video is. The title of the video that he's commenting on, Painal. Curvy Korean amateur suffers her first painful anal fucking. Sometimes I wonder when people make negative comments on videos like this, it's our videos are very clear. Like our titles are brutally clear as to what you're going to see. It doesn't say romantic, sensual, pleasurable anal after a long hot bath by candlelight with soft music playing we're not tricking anybody we're not promising one thing and delivering something completely different when you click on a video that's titled curvy korean amateur suffers her first painful anal fucking what were you looking for what did you expect to see what were you hoping to see i i don't get it you know, if that's not your thing, if this is not the kind of video that you get off to, don't click on it. Don't watch it. There's lots of porn that I don't enjoy. There's all kinds of porn that doesn't turn me on that I don't enjoy that I, you know, have no interest in. I don't go click on it and then write negative comments about it. I just don't click on it. You know, if maybe somehow you accidentally clicked on one of our videos and you're like, oh my God, this is terrible. I don't like this. Go away. You know, don't click on our stuff. Don't watch that kind of porn. I get it. I, I don't necessarily like watching myself have sex. So it was not surprising to me that people would not like what we did. But sometimes our comments seem, you know, they seem very surprised and shocked and alarmed that what they saw in the video was a Korean amateur suffering her first painful anal, which is precisely what it says in the title. And if you click on the tag cloud, you know how you get to this video, the things you have to search for to find this video, ass fuck, rough, amateur, screaming anal, rough crying anal. These are the things you need to search for to find this video. 
say perhaps you saw it on the front page, if we're lucky enough to get featured, the title still says it all. Like the title's very clear what you're going to see. And if you're not into painful sex, if you're not into rough sex, if you're not into consensual non-consent sex, any of that stuff, you won't like our videos. I understand. Move on. Move on. If you have genuine concerns, reach out to us. Some people are like, you know, this doesn't seem consensual. What's going on here? I think we talked about that earlier. It is consensual. It's all cool. There's no laws being broken here. Everybody's on board. If you just don't like it, come on, man. Just move on. All right. And next. Reach out to us. We will answer. Um, we try to answer all comments that aren't spam comments. And man, do we get a lot of spam comments. We try to answer every single piece of direct mail we get. I don't think I've ever missed a piece. If I have, write me again. Um, sometimes we get a lot. We got featured over the weekend and I had 500 notifications. Half of those were spam. So that's that's a real problem that we're trying to work with. I've, I've asked Pornhub to give us some better tools to handle that. But it's the modern world, right? Everybody's trying to get that advertising. But... We try to answer every single piece of correspondence that comes to us, especially real correspondence. If you write us on Instagram, if you write me on Twitter, if you DM me on Pornhub, my email address is on our site. If you write me, I will get back to you. So whether it's just to say, hey, and thank you, or you have a question about what we do, or a question about, you know, the kind of sex we do and stuff we do. We want to help out and we want to take the time to write back to you. This is what I do full time now. So I do have the time to write back and answer your questions and I enjoy the fan interaction. So back to our comments of the week. Pine Sense says, thank you for the comment at the end of the video. I have to admit, I felt a little horrible and sorry for the girl, but knowing it wasn't the way it looks, I feel much better. Thanks. So, yeah, I mean, when you're seeing our rough sex videos on Pornhub, you can be sure that it's not a crime, right? I'm not going to commit a crime and then upload it to the Internet for Interpol to see and come arrest me. What you're seeing is consensual by default. Um, Pornhub actually has a very good verified model system. So if you see that little blue circle with the white check mark in it, that means a verified model. That means that the model who uploads the video and any person in the video has sent in documentation to Pornhub saying, I'm cool with this. This is okay. This is good. And they are serious about it. They, you know, I have five models that I work with. All five of them have documentation with Pornhub and Pornhub has reached out to us on occasion and said, Hey, you know, we have a complaint about your video. You need to verify that that model is, you know, consenting and is okay with it and everything's cool. And that model is of age and all that stuff. They've taken down our videos because of complaints and we've had to re-verify that model, send them the information again, send them a picture of the model holding their ID. So Pornhub does take it seriously. They are anti-trafficking, they're anti-underage porn and you're not going to see anything that has a verified check mark next to it. That's a crime happening because it's kind of hard to get someone that's had a crime committed against them to verify their information on a international porn site. 
So that's to say that when you see our videos, what you're seeing is real in the sense that my models aren't actors. So I'm giving them stimulation. That stimulation is sometimes very painful. That stimulation is sometimes very rough. Sometimes it's very sensual. But what you're seeing is real. We don't, we, we try very hard not to act in what we're doing. It just doesn't, it goes against the kind of porn we wanted to make from the beginning. And so I know that some porn is acted. Obviously, the amount of step porn, which is crazy, that's all acted, guys. That's not someone's real mom. That's not someone's stepsister. That's not someone's step aunt, which I saw recently. Come on. Um, some porn is acted. That's fine. You know, a lot of people like pro porn. A lot of people like, oh, the plumber came over and he's going to fix my sink. They like that porn. That's cool. The stuff that we do, what we're trying to capture is the genuine interaction between myself and my models, all of whom I have relationships with, all of whom I know outside of the porn world. They're my, sometimes they're my actual partners, sometimes they're friends that work with me, etc. But we have, you know, usually a BDSM style relationship. And what we're trying to capture on film is what some of those scenes look like, including the rough scenes. So when they say, you know, I felt sorry for the girl, but knowing it wasn't the way it looks, yes and no, you know, you can, you don't have to worry about the girl because she's fine. Um, I don't do anything to anybody that they don't absolutely enthusiastically consent to. Um, anybody you see in my videos is 100% okay with it. They have frequently sought me out because this kind of sex excites them and they want to have this kind of sex. You know, the model in question, Ruby, literally reached out to me through Pornhub. She said, I love your videos. Is there any way that I can work with you? I said, sure, let's do this thing. So she sought me out to have this kind of rough sex. It's what she wants. Don't feel bad for her in the sense that, you know, she's getting exactly what she wants. This kind of sex excites her and she seeks it out. But at the same time, yeah, don't worry that you're watching a crime happen because that's not what we do. And that's hopefully you're not going to see that on Pornhub. I know that, especially with some of the unverified accounts and some of the uploads that happen that are compilations or are uploaded, you know, you can upload stuff to Pornhub and not be a verified model. I don't necessarily know why people do that because you can't monetize unverified videos. But yeah, there's stuff on Pornhub that I'm a little iffy about. It looks pretty non-consensual to me, or at least it looks coerced to me, as in, I'm going to do this bad thing to you, you know, here's some money, and that's not what we do. So, in our videos, especially our videos, I can guarantee you, don't worry about the models, they're fine. You know, if this is your fantasy, if this is what, you know, turns you on, if rough sex, you know, gets you going, come watch Responsible, people do it because we are responsible with our, what we do. We do want to make an effort to be more forward in our process about, Hey, this is fantasy. This is what I'm doing right now. We've started putting PSAs in our videos that people understand. Um, you know, don't feel bad about watching this stuff. It's, it's some people's kink. It's our kink. It's 91 million people's kink, according to our view count. And when done responsibly, it's fine. Don't worry about it.
I am not going to read this person's username. I don't think we should do Nazi usernames. Come on, guys. But he says, and I quote, he sounds like Lucifer the Dark Lord. Not even going to rate this. Well, number one, yes, this is my real voice. And goddamn, y'all, have you ever seen a movie besides the Batman Chronicles? Because I don't sound like Batman. I don't think I sound like Batman. I sound like a lot of characters. Um, not Batman. I'm not doing the Batman voice. This is just how I talk. It's allergy season. I sound a little rougher than usual. But I'm not altering my voice in the videos. I'm not, you know, this is me. This is what I sound like. And if you're going to use my official title, you need to capitalize Dark Lord. Let's have some respect. Alive Little Bee comments. I just came across this channel and I love the PSA at the end. I can't express how grateful I am for the message you are spreading. I feel safe watching your videos because it's clearly stated that it's completely consensual and that you show the importance of aftercare, something that many people do not realize is essential after any type of role play. Thank you so much for the awareness you are spreading and for the awesome videos you have. You are welcome, Alive Little Bee. We are trying to be more responsible about that. I know that we, you know, we've been putting out videos for years now. I guess foolishly, I thought it didn't need to be stated that, uh, oh, by the way, this is consensual and you can't just have this kind of sex with people willy nilly without their consent and their enthusiastic consent. Um, and yeah, based on some of the comments we get, I think that some of our fans don't understand that you can't do this with people who don't want it to be done with them. So we are taking it very seriously and we are going to do as much as we can to educate the larger community and the kink community specifically about how this works and how what we do is okay and it's perfectly normal. It's perfectly, you know, it's within the realm of DS play just like getting spanked or just like, you know, getting put in stress positions, whatever turns you on is fine. If you do it in a safe, responsible way, no one's getting hurt for real. You know, all my models consent and yeah, the aftercare part aftercare is very hard to show in our videos. Often it's more personal and more intimate than the, this fucking part, right? It may seem counterintuitive, but the fucking is performative in the fact that, you know, we're having sex in a way that we may not be having sex at home. You know, first of all, there's a camera involved. So I'm conscious of, can the camera see what's going on? You don't think about that when you're having regular sex, but more to the point, you know, aftercare can be very quiet and intimate and very personal. We often talk about issues and things and scene and it's just, it doesn't make for very good porn viewing. We'd have to bleep out everything because it's very personal stuff. And also, you know, again, watching me sit next to a model and stroke her hair and talk to her, that's not terribly interesting, but it's very, very important in these scenes. Um, for doms out there, do not neglect the aftercare part. If you're doing your scenes right, and you're bringing your model to a very high level of stimulation, 
you can't just end that stimulation and walk away because subs frequently experience what's called sub drop where all of a sudden the real world comes crashing back in they may have been very vulnerable and very intense you know stimulation situations and then you you tear all that away and all of a sudden they're in someone's bedroom and bills are due tomorrow and they've got to get dressed and get ready and that kind of whiplash effect can be really unsettling and really bad for the sub mindset so it's important to have a long as long as necessary quiet calm gentle rise back up out of subspace you know ideally what i'm looking for in an aftercare situation you know, get the model down, remove any restraints, remove any stimulation. If you need to do any immediate cleanup, do some, you know, immediate cleanup, some warm washcloths, that kind of thing. Cover them up, make sure they're warm and comfortable. Make sure that everything is okay with them, that they don't need any immediate attention. And then you sit with them and talk with them, you know, pet them, stroke their hair, whatever they need. It's very individual, model to model until they are calm and relaxed. You know, if they end an intense stimulation session and they're crying and sobbing, you don't just leave them there on the floor and walk out of the room. You bring them back up slowly. You get them calm. You get them comfortable. And ideally, they'll fall asleep. That happens frequently in my sessions where during aftercare, coming down off that adrenaline rush, the model will fall asleep. You know, stay there, make sure they're okay. And then let them sleep. Be Make sure that you're there when they wake up or available when they wake up. But yeah, aftercare is super, super important. And I want to go through, we might do a BDSM 101 series where we talk about different kinks, different styles of play. But to address that particular comment, aftercare, you got to do the aftercare, guys. This is an invitation that I go fuck somebody's mom. I get that a lot. It's kind of hard. I don't mind, you know, when someone comments great or hot or love it, I don't mind. I really don't because, you know, positive comments are nice. It's always good that people are appreciating our videos. I'm hoping that whoever leaves a positive comment is also giving us an upvote because, man, those upvotes matter. We have videos that have millions of views, but only a thousand votes. And if 300 of those thousand are negative, then we get a 70% rating, right? So it's important that if you like our videos, please, you know, like them, click that little button. It makes a huge difference for us. But yeah, so, you know, I, I'm hoping that a lot of these greats and awesome are also accompanied by a like. She likes plants is inviting me to break her pussy. I don't actually want to break you. I wouldn't mind giving you, you know, quite a rough time, but I'm not going to break anybody. All right. And finally, Miss Lotus writes, Oh my God, that voice. I need an audio of you telling me to come. You can have one. Um, I'm happy to do custom audio stuff. I'm happy to do custom video stuff. As mentioned in our comments, just reach out to us. We do make custom videos. So if you do want something custom, if you want some, you know, JOI, or you want some 
videos made custom for you. We're happy to do that. You know, we are very fetish compliant and that there's not too many things that we won't do on camera. We'll tell you if we don't want to. Um, models who have their faces blurred on our public videos will have their faces blurred in private videos. If you want us to say your name or do specific things that you have always fantasized about, no problem. We are happy to do that. Just reach out to us. All right. This is the, uh, the first installment of Wicked Wednesday. And, you know, give me some feedback. Tell me some things that you'd like to talk about. Ask me some questions. Give me some topics. Write comments on our videos. You may end up on Wicked Wednesday. Stay safe. Um, enthusiastic consent. I cannot say that enough. And I will see you next Wednesday. Mm -hmm.